fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. It is Friday. We're going to get the latest and the greatest. What were the big stories of the week? I'm guessing the Durham report and the trucker convoy are at least in the top five, if not the top two. With Bill O'Reilly, we go there in 60 seconds. When you're living with a lot of pain in your life, um, you, you please, it, it is easy to feel like it's just normal and I'm never gonna get out of it. But please take relief factor. Now I've had pain for a long time. It's been in the lower regions. It's not exactly my lower back, it's more and I found out that it was Bill O'Reilly, and no matter how much relief factor I take, I can't get that pain out of that nether region. It's weird. But for all other aches and pains, it has done wonders for me. Try the three-week quick start. Developed for you only $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. He is holding, so he hears this, right? Yeah, okay, good. Hundreds of, oh, I'm sorry, Bill, I didn't mean that. Uh, 70% of of the people who try it go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Bill O'Reilly, what a nice, pleasant surprise. I'm not going to even ask how you are because I know the same. Well, no, I'm worse today because you just mentioned uh, your lower regions. Yeah, and just that image. Okay, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can function today. All right, Bill. You know? What are the? Yeah. What's the biggest story of the week? The most important story of the week. The media ignoring or trying to denigrate the Durham uh, revelation about spying on Trump. So it's not. The revelation itself, that's not the biggest story because we don't know what he has. But we, and I mean, I've watched the mainstream media when they have covered this. I mean, the New York Times was amazing what they admitted to. Um, but uh, when they did cover it at all, they said they've got nothing. There's, there's yeah, nothing that's new what I'm here. About. You they th- try to denigrate, diminish the story. And, and this is a, the best example of how the media has become unbelievably corrupt in America. So if you go back to the Watergate years, and, and that's what put me on the journalistic path. I went to Boston University to get a master's in broadcast journalism because of the Watergate story. I said, wow, look at that. Uh, the press you know, bringing down all of this corruption and telling the American people what was happening. I'd like to do this. And that's exactly true. So now we have something very similar to Watergate. In fact, on the uh, No Spin News on BillOReilly.com this week, we had the attorney for Deep Throat. Mark uh, Felt was Deep Throat, the guy who gave all the information on Washington Post, brought Nixon mm. down. Okay? We had his attorney on. And the attorney said, hey, this is almost exactly the same. Because the uh, Watergate plumbers are trying to bug Correct. the Democratic National Headquarters. And now this operation... Uh, that had a contract with the federal government to maintain some kind of nebulous uh, software, Um, they were, in effect, bugging the Trump Tower and then later on the White House because they were in there on a legitimate contract but using their access illegitimately. Correct. 
Does Stu understand? Do you want to do my? No, he understands the word illegitimate. Let me ask you this. I think it is worse um, in the fact that they were going into the White House. Watergate, it was never somebody on the outside going yeah, into it, the White House. But Beck, government contracts go into the White House all the time. I mean, food. So, you know, you're delivering food to the White House. You have access. You walk in. That doesn't surprise me that they would have an oversight. On no, no, no. I agree with that. But, but, it, but that the, the fact but, that it is used against right, the president right. That's is the thing. But Durham didn't he didn't put forth who who might get charged on and how the chain of information came out. He didn't do that yet. The real scandal now is that during the Watergate thing, every media operation is trying to get a piece of that. They were sending droves of reporters. Now when you have something very similar, they don't want to do anything. They want the story to go away because it would reflect poorly on the Democratic Party. Okay? And so that's what they're doing. Anybody can see the difference and the scandal of the media which does not want to cover the news anymore. It wants to spit out propaganda. But there and, are, and that's a very dangerous thing for this country. There are two kinds of people now in America. Those who watch the mainstream media alone. And those are the mask-wearing, you know, Hillary-denying uh, kind of people. Um, and they they think that the truckers up in Canada are absolutely bad guys and and all this Hunter Biden stuff was bullcrap. And then there are those people that might see the mainstream media, but also watch other things. And they're either confused or they know that the mainstream media is lying. Where does well, this end? Well, I don't know where it ends because it's such a problem and it's influencing how all of us live. And most people don't understand that. So the media is, is in decline. We all know that. Uh, television news ratings are going down. Uh, circulations for newspapers are going down. But they still drive narratives, and they still can spit out stuff all over social media, which is where most Americans get their news. And, and you have it on the other side as well. So immediately after the Durham thing last Friday, one week ago, uh, you had some right-wing commentators go up and go, Hillary Clinton did it. She paid it. Well, that's not true. We don't know who paid it. We don't know whether Hillary Clinton knew. She may have. We certainly know that John Podesta knew. That was the head of the Clinton reelection campaign. It's the same thing. Like Nixon didn't know that these guys were going into the DNC at Watergate to try to bug it. He didn't know that. That's been established. But then after he found out, he tried to cover up and he Correct. lied under oath and he did all these other things. Correct. So, so. And I think it's I think it is rational to uh, have people um, around the president that will say, just take care of this. He he shouldn't know about it. Don't let him know about it. Yeah. So you don't know whether Hillary Clinton did or did not do. But with her prior resume of horror. I call it the resume of horror, Beck. You can you can use that on. When I, well, hang on just a second. I don't know what horror is. Is that uh, Latin for hour or what is? H o r r o r. Yeah, that's horror. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Ben. No. What's the matter with you? What you no, say Are it you again. Still thinking about your lower region? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm thinking about okay. your. Everybody understood the word that I said back. All no. right, let's move it along. No. Okay. No. All right. You are all so, right. Uh, <laughs> why do I do in this the aura of our death? Yes. You Go know ahead. why I do this every Friday because you have an enormous audience, and now I'm going to get my plug in so I don't have to get in at the end. This is President's Day, President's Weekend. Did, did everybody know that? Yeah. It's honoring Lincoln and Washington. Yeah. All right. The, except in San Francisco where they, they believe they were villains. Okay. So President's Day weekend, uh, we have on BillOReilly.com, we're streaming the Trump history tour. Mm. And everybody can see it. Um, and I want you to go there because you're going to see a totally different Donald Trump. A Donald Trump you've never seen before. And these were based on the four shows we did in December. Okay, that's why I do this Friday thing with you, Beck. What's your next question? <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad you're transactional. Um, I just thought you liked me. Yeah, so that's at BillOReilly.com. It's free to watch it? Uh, for premium and concierge members, for others, a nominal fee because we do have production costs. Oh, my gosh. You're just yeah. raking in the cash. Uh, all right. Okay. So we have the so we have the Durham thing. Uh, yes. The the second. You want to get to the truckers? I know you love the truckers because. No, I really want to know what you think. The media loves the truckers. Oh, I, I every time I turn it on Fox News or any of the others, the truckers, truckers, truckers. All right. Here's I'm going to break it down. You know oh I'm a simple gosh. man, right? I am oh, the simplest yeah. man you have ever known in your life, uh -huh. with the exception of Stu. Okay. No, I so now, I know some people who are special. No, it's impossible. That are a I little... am so simple. Yeah, I am. Uh, my parents should have named me Simon. Ah, uh -huh. simple Simon. Yes, the Pyman. Uh -huh. Okay. So all I have is one question: Geraldo Rivera. So Geraldo Rivera is the king of the underdog. All right, his whole career, his eighty-seven-year career, has been championing the underdog. That's how he made his uh, like, reputation, and that's what he always does. This is like so Moses calling Methuselah old. I love this. Yes, okay. <laughs> if you want to go out and and do a little skateboard exposition, oh, I'll, I'll I'll rack up next to you. All right, all right, okay. All right, so Geraldo is Mr. Underdog, okay? Mr. Vietnam protester, Mr. Everything. Yeah. So now when you have a legitimate protest in Canada, all right, it's legitimate. I mean, these truckers, they don't want to be told by the government they can't make a living if you don't do X, Y, and Z as far as COVID is concerned. That is a legitimate protest every country on earth. But Geraldo thinks they're thugs. Because why? Because they drive their trucks into Ottawa to get media attention. That's what you do when you protest. All right. And, and yeah, some of them are getting arrested. Some should get arrested. If you're blocking uh, the pedestrians from doing whatever or stopping business, that's what happens when you protest. And people accept that. But I'm, I'm saying to myself, what, what is Geraldo's beef? I don't understand the beef. It's a legitimate protest. You might not agree with their point of view, but why are you, uh, you know, personally attacking them? Do you have an answer for that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda. That's that's the only that's the only answer. What, what is the agenda? The agenda is the mask wearing, the totalitarian lean, um, you know, the the Marxist kind of movement that we are going uh, going so dead towards. buying into 
a progressive no. vision where you do you do what we say or we hurt no. you? No, he's t- he's too shallow for that. He okay. is. So you don't think he understands? No, I thing. think he does understand it. He's just doing it because uh, you know that'll uh, increase his. Uh, lovability and likability with people on the other side and you know he can keep uh, his job he might be pandering yeah but you know when i see him uh and, and he's doing this stuff and i know him really well i'm doing a big benefit for his austin autism charity um in uh that's coming up in march and and, and i'm going what what is this i don't understand why you would attack protesters who are legitimately uh, demonstrating their anger at a certain policy. That is what democracy is all about. So how does this affect the average person with the, with the way they have cracked down on the financial? Um, uh, well, that's in Canada, you. Though. you know. I mean, Canada is a different thing. Um, in America, I don't expect we see any of that. I don't think, I don't do even think, think you're going to get much, many of the truckers there. They want to do it here, but it's all waning now. You see the COVID thing is on the skids and, and the mandates are flying out the window now. And, and Americans are, are uh, a population that responds to the moment. And it looks like the COVID moment is passing. It could come back. Sure. But it looks like that all it is, and I'm praying that this is true, goes away and then if that happens the protests will as well what about the people like the washington post um that has been taking these hacked names and exposing them and it's not just for the truckers apologize didn't they apologize for that uh, I don't think so. Came, the no. story came out yesterday. You may be right. I didn't see an apology. Yeah, somebody apologized for putting people's names out that were unvaccinated. Maybe it wasn't a Washington Post. Look, at this point in our country, if people don't understand that the totalitarian left wants to hurt you, if you don't agree with them, then just take a trip out to Hollywood. Because you cannot work in the movie or television industry if you are a conservative, unless you're one of these guys, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's, you know, way up and and established. But if you are trying to forge a career in the entertainment industry and you have any traditional leanings at all, even if you're just pro-life, you cannot work. They will not hire you. And that is the most vivid example of totalitarianism that I can give you. Back in just a second with Bill O'Reilly. Let me tell you about Car Shield. Between the uh, supply chain issues, we are facing an in- incredible situation where used cars are going through the roof with the supply chain coupled with high inflation. Uh, you should think, what am I doing to make sure that my car uh can can run i mean you know i've been saying this for about a year we're entering times where the cubans the way they take care of their cars uh and they would just keep rebuilding them is coming um if your warranty is out it's got to be terrifying right now when you see that check engine light what is it going to cost you if it's a chip and what is it going to cost you just in rental cars if that chip is uh, back-ordered. When do you get it? How long do you need a rental car for? You don't worry if you have car shield. Now, you can design it to have rental cars or whatever. Um, you can design it, but you can pay about 100 bucks a month and 
a lot of these fears go away. A covered uh, repair, you don't even have to worry about, you know, the paying the place and then being reimbursed. They do it directly. They take care of everything. So please get yourself covered and find a plan that is right for you and your family. It's carshield.com slash back. Save 10% now. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, I want to talk to you a little bit about Ukraine because that is heating up um, and it looks like he may be going in. They're starting to evacuate. The Ukrainians are evacuating two regions. Um, and I don't think that Putin planned on going in. I think we we, we showed him tremendous weakness uh, and kind of egged him on. I've never seen this from our government before ever. Have you? Well, I'm I'm disagreeable with you a little bit. I think you had to define what the punishment was going to be if Vladimir Putin invaded a Correct. sovereign nation, and and Biden did that. Um, you know, it's funny because I asked Trump about this in the tour that you can see on BillOReilly.com this weekend, and I said, look, you know, you didn't have any trouble with Putin uh, for four years. I mean, yeah, he hacked, and those people were doing that, but on the big issues you know he and you that you weren't at odds and he basically said we made a deal a personal deal you don't embarrass me and i won't embarrass you and he held it mm. and that's why trump always said fairly good things about putin who is just the worst by the way oh my god is he horrible um but now you have uh, a befuddled president biden not knowing what putin's going to do and putin loves this because Putin's looking like the guy driving the train, right? And, and Biden's just a passenger in mm -hmm. steerage, right? Mm -hmm. Right? It's all Putin. Now, I still don't think Putin's going to do it because his oligarch gangster friends in Moscow will not be able to travel anywhere on the planet because they're going to be on no-fly lists everywhere, okay? And Putin's own money is going to be impacted because Russians aren't going to be able to do business with dollars. So, yeah, okay, if you want uh, yen. Yeah, well, the yeah. only, the only um, uh, opposite, because I agree with you, the, the economy of Russia, the stock market oh, in Russia is already, havoc. yeah, it's right. havoc. However, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I think Bank of America came out and said oil prices will probably hit 150 oh, a barrel. absolutely. And absolutely. that helps him. That helps. Well, not, it, it, not if he invades Ukraine, but if he doesn't, if he pulls back and says, oh, I, I don't want to bring war to and we we've got our point across, whatever they do. All right. You're right. They're charging more for oil right now and they're getting dollars right now. But those dollars are going to stop the moment he walks in and he's going to have a guerrilla war, just like the uh, Soviets had in Afghanistan. Every day there's going to be a hundred hand grenades thrown at any Russians that are in there. And that is, is that what he wants. That's really, those two things are what knocked out the Soviet Union. Yeah. Afghanistan. You wouldn't want a replay of it, a collapsing yeah. economy and dead Russians coming back every don't day. I don't think so. I don't think so. So that's why I say, uh, I don't think he's going in Beck. I want to congratulate you on your book, the great reset. Thank All right. you. Thank I'm you. Actually, reading it. Are you? And I did. I did send you my new book out May third, <laughs> Killing did. the Killers. I just got now, it don't this tell morning. Me you didn't get it because no, I got I it this morning. Assistant, I had my assistant 
call your minions, all mm. right? And, you know, they, I said, walk it into him, put it in his hand. Because well, you remember, on Killing the Mob, I sent you 18 copies, and none of them ever got to you. Well, I know. that's It was uh, so difficult. Um, but it, <laughs> we found them eventually, and they've made great kindling. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> The uh, killing the killing the killers comes out uh, when in May. May third. Right. It is the best reporting I have ever done. Killing the killers: a secret war against terrorists. I'm going to give now, you. I'm uh, going to give you another book. I'm going to give you another book to work on. Okay. I don't know what you call it. Uh, you know, but but the uh, killing of the truth or whatever the killing and all of the murders that uh, Putin has overseen. I'd love to read a book on how deadly this guy really is. It'd be like 18,000 pages. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Thank you, Bill. From BillOReilly.com. Okay, BillOReilly.com. Go to his website this weekend and see the uh, Donald Trump um, uh, tour like you've never seen before. The history of the president. The Glenn Beck Program. So guess who's getting a new dog? Oh, it's done? Oh, not done yet, but oh, it's soon. It's done soon. I went back home yesterday to watch 35,000 consecutive TikTok videos about the dog that we're apparently going to get. Yeah. 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 My I wife said, not another dog. Happened. We're not no, having no, another dog. No more. We I am tired of having dogs. Mm. I'm not going to have another dog. And now all I'm seeing are pictures of new dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so. Unreal. Well, to whoever this new dog is, <laughs> uh, know that you are coming to a home that will love you and feed you and put supplements on your food that you will find delicious. It is Rough Greens. Rough Greens, um, I've been feeding Uno now for I don't even know how long. I, is it like a time collapse where you just can't tell? Like the two, last two years are kind of like one or five. You don't really know. Is it just me? Um, get Rough Greens. I've been feeding it to Uno for a long time now, and he loves it, and I've seen a difference. You will with your dog as well. You get a free little bag of Rough Greens just for your dog to try out. Make sure they like to eat it. It's free. Uh, all you pay for is shipping, but do it and see the difference in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. And get blazetv.com slash Glenn, the promo code Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. It is Friday. Oh, sometimes our conversations that we can't share on the air are so much, so much better. Uh, we have a piece of history. We're going to talk about Russia here in just a second, coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, and I have a piece of history that we have not shown yet. And honestly, uh, my first reaction was, how did we get this? And when I showed it to Stu a few minutes ago, your reaction was, how, how did we get how this? Did this <laughs> how, how is this in our possession? Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It is crazy. Um, if you have people watching auctions all around the world, what you can find, <laughs> this one will blow your mind. And it relates to what's happening today. Uh, all right. Let me go to Michael Malice. He is the author of the Anarchist Handbook, uh, the host of You're Welcome. And you can find him uh, at his website, michaelmalice.com, or follow him at Michael Malice. Uh, all right. Welcome, Michael. How are you, sir? Well, as I'm sitting here looking directly at William Lloyd Garrison's autograph, I feel like I want a hint. 
as to what this is that you acquired. <laughs> uh, well, this has been in our library for a while. We bought it uh, in the last year. Uh, let me just tell, let me just read to you what is on the cover of this. Okay. This is a secret item within the meeting of section meaning of section 88 Reich criminal code. Misuse oh will be punished according to the provisions of this law unless other state provisions come into question. It was completed oh. in 1939. You're going to oh, be blown Lord. away. Blown away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's talk about dictators, shall we? Let's go to uh, Justin Trudeau. Um, yeah. You ran a poll um, on Twitter. Do you think Justin Trudeau would feel comfortable using deadly force against his opponents if he knew he could get away with it? Uh, your audience and the people who follow you said 96.5% yes. I was surprised that it was that low uh, because I think that's true. I think these people are so dedicated to what they believe and they believe the other side is so evil that they will, if they could get away with it, just eliminate them. Well, I mean, the way to back that up is this. We both we all saw yesterday and I don't know if your audience is familiar with this. They said that they're coming after the truckers pets. Uh, they, it's crazy. Uh, uh, a prominent Canadian politician, uh, I think his last name is Blair, was saying we're working with the Children's Aid Society to make sure that kids are going to be, uh, and also the kids. They said they're working with the Children's Aid Society to make sure that kids involved in this are taken care of. So they're threatening the truckers' pets, and they're tra- threatening the truckers' kids. And so, someone else pointed out very cleverly that the reason I think they're doing this isn't just to threaten them, but that if they're going to go in with, like, tear gas, so that they're not tear gassing the pets and the kids. Uh, well, they say they are taking the pets away for protective care for eight days. And after eight, at your cost, and after eight days, if you haven't made arrangements, your animal will be considered relinquished. Uh-huh. Um, and the kids, if they take those kids away in Canada, you may never get your kid back. Oh, yeah. It, and, and the thing is, so it, it, to me it's almost easier to rationalize using deadly force against someone who's against you than to someone having a peaceful protest and taking their children from them. Like that is a special kind of, you know, war makes more sense than targeting someone's children uh, Mm. historically. So that to me is a very disturbing sign. The silver lining, if there is one, is that people are understanding the nature of the, of the, who they're up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that these people are not messing around. They do not value your life or human life. They do not value your property. I mean, minarchists, you know, people for the Constitution argue you need a small government to protect private property, and that's about it. But we see that uh, they're seizing all these bank accounts without due process. Yeah, but that's um, not a it, small government. That is an enormous government. You need a government that is that is afraid of its people. If the People are afraid of the government. There's tyranny. If the government fears the people, there's freedom. We've got such an enormous government and Canada even more so that they can do anything. I mean, look, at once they can close down your bank accounts and this government can with the Fed, once they close down your bank accounts, once they can um, uh, take away from you everything that you own, they completely control you. 
And I don't think that that is really fully registered with Canadians or Americans yet. You are under the thumb of any tin pot dictator that comes your way. Any government big enough to protect your property is also big enough to take it away. This, that's the anarchist perspective. And Glenn, you and I are both students of history, so I'll just bring up the Whiskey Rebellion. So even when the government was as small as the Constitution, it's a very similar thing. Alexander Hamilton came in on horseback and, and took on those farmers who were protesting attacks on whiskey, which was at the time the portable form of currency. But let's bring it back to present day, because this is obviously very different from the founding. And I would just I, I just have to get in. Alexander Hamilton is was Alexander Hamilton was great in a lot of ways. And he was also really, really bad. He also wanted the first national bank. So go ahead. And, and I'm looking at a piece of his hair, so I have my own collectibles, uh, just as much as you do right now. Oh, really? Um, you have a piece of yeah, his I, hair? I have. You ready for this? There we go. I Here have, we go. Here we go. I have clipped from the head of George Washington a lock of Washington's hair, cut by Martha Washington, given to Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> whose daughter then braided it. It's the largest piece of his hair that we know of in existence, braided and then he made it into a ring for his daughter. Top well, I have that. A, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of leeches that are, are going to bleed Glenn back to death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm glad we could find some levity in all seriousness yes. because this is a very disturbing situation, and it's also brinksmanship. Because it, one of the things that the COVID regime promised the populations was that you give us control, and we will keep you safe. We will handle everything and you won't have to worry about it. And now that they're seeing in the news that these truckers are making fools of them uh, and they're doing everything in their power to try to provoke violence. And God bless these men and women for not taking the bait oh, when their hard. fire was taken and when their gas is taken. But where this ends, this is dangerous and in some ways previously uncharted territory. Did you see that they didn't seat parliament today? No. Oh, wow. Oh, no, yeah. Wait, bad. wait. I've got to read this to you. This will blow your mind. Um, gosh, where did I have it? Um, I'll just have to do it from my memory because I don't remember where it is. Um, but the, the um, uh, parliament, because of their capital police, they said it's too dangerous and an operation is planned for today, Friday. And you should not. They're not going to seat parliament. Uh, they recommend that you do not go to the Capitol. Then they said, don't go to the Capitol zone at all. If you are anywhere in the area, stay away from that because of danger. And if you're already in, make sure you're inside of a building and stay in until the police say you can stay, come out. Well, That's I mean, pretty remarkable. Also, earlier this week, Trudeau was telling that the, the people, the members of parliament, that they're standing with those who wave swastikas. And there's a woman who's a member of the Conservative Party who is a Jewish lesbian. And she was tweeting out and got on the floor. She's saying, you're going to call me a Nazi? Like, of all people? So there's a complete shamelessness. There's another shameless element in this, which is governments create emergencies, then give themselves emergency oh, yeah. powers in order to stop these emergencies. Mm -hmm. So the, the premise that governments will somehow restrict their own abilities is nonsensical. This Emergency Powers Act that Trudeau brought up had, wasn't even brought up after 9-11. It's completely brazen and shameless, um, but not surprising, because why would any government interested in seeking to increase its own power accept restrictions that are just legal pieces of paper? How do you think this ends, Michael? Um, I think this is part of a long trend 
of these truckers are not ideologues. They're not uh, like Trump fans, like January 6th. Yeah. I think we're going to see increasing escalation as people disregard the legitimacy of the state when they see things that are just so nonsensical. And it's going to be people in different countries we never saw coming. And this is why I'm kind of hopeful. But as for the truckers themselves, I'm very, very concerned. And I'm really glad the Americans are getting involved and are helping them and those assets can't be seized. That's very, very key. I don't know how long our banks uh, don't do this. I'm I'm concerned about the U.S. trucker um, thing because I, I mean, I absolutely and I would never have said this five or six years ago. I absolutely believe the FBI is is inside and they are doing all they can to orchestrate problems. As you say, the government creates problems that they can solve. I think they've gone the extra step. Uh, and, uh, I, I pray for anyone that is involved in these things. You better pray for spiritual insight on who's around you purge anyone from your group that you think is, is uh, suspicious or dangerous or anything else. Be very careful. The, the, a single spark will blow this whole thing up. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I, I could not possibly agree more. I will just add one point. I think it's a very useful thing when the mask drops, because one of the other side effects is if our banks go in on this, uh, you know, God help us, that's going to a encourage a lot of people to use cryptocurrency more frequently, frequently instead of depending on the U.S. dollar, which is going to collapse or at least it's collapsing right now. Thanks to inflation. Yeah, and two, people who are in the middle who don't have a political perspective when they see things like this, when money's being seized from your bank without any kind of due process, or they're going to start tr- distrusting the system more. And that's a healthy thing because the system cannot be trusted. You concerned about your freedom of speech, Michael? I mean, that, um, that incredible DHS warning that came out last week that said, you know, anybody who is a purveyor of mis, dis, or malinformation uh, is a threat, a terrorist threat. Um, to the country, that's a clear shot on any of us who say uh, this, what's going on is different than what you're, they're telling you. Well, I am a threat to this government. I'll take the compliment. I mean, I think this regime is uh, evil and demonic and, and even, even under a Republican presidency. Uh, the things that the federal government does to its citizenry, we have the largest prison population per capita on earth, things like that. It's, it's just the fact that you couldn't leave your house, uh, even though the First Amendment guarantees you the right to peaceful assembly. Uh, these are all brazen violations of the Constitution, and no one even bothered uh, to question the lockdowns from that perspective. So I am very concerned, but I'm also, I think, as things will have to fall apart, they're going to have to show their hand because these people aren't going down without a fight. And that's what I think is happening. I don't think Biden is a symbol of an empire at its height. I think Biden is a symbol of an empire on its last legs. Wow. Okay, Michael. Always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. You know, I like this great, last hour. It's a because great point. I mean, Biden is not the sign of an empire at its height. That is <laughs> no, that. That could no. be his uh, his campaign slogan. I think. Yeah, I like Michael because he balances <laughs> Bill O'Reilly so well. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Michael Malice, the author of The Anarchist Handbook and the host of You're Welcome. I like him. He's not only funny, he is also very, very well thought out. And I like people that I don't necessarily agree with uh, all the time. 
because they make me think differently. And that is important. That's why freedom of speech is so important. Back in just a minute. All right. Look at me. Do I look like a guy that likes healthy things? No. No. Clear. I mean, you, no, you're not at all. I didn't even. Not even a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a bakery and I am used to my dad used to have behind him on the bench at the bakery always a pot of butter melted, just kind of always melted and a pot of chocolate always melted. And it wasn't for the stuff he was making. It was so we could just go, I'm hungry, grab a roll, dip it into the butter, eat it. I, I, I want a sweet tooth. Just take whatever, dip it in chocolate and eat it. I mean, that's how I grew up. My sweet tooth is enormous. And lately, so am I. Uh, built.com. I've never liked things that aren't real, uh, that are, you know, chemically, you know, uh, just they taste like chemicals and uh, or sawdust. So I don't like healthy stuff at all. Built.com is the answer for people like me. I, I can't believe how good these are, and they're good for you. And they have like 120 uh, calories in them. Uh, they have uh, four net carbs, uh, tons and tons of protein. They're, they're protein bars, but I like to think of them as candy bars. I like to think of them as something my dad would have made. Built.com. Try them out. They're delicious. Built.com. Don't become as enormous as a house like I am. Built.com. Promo code BEC15. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, I have a podcast today that I've wanted to do for a while. I'm a, I'm a total futurist geek, and I don't understand the the metaverse. I don't understand uh, why you would buy property in a digital realm. That's stupid. I'm buying real estate in a place that doesn't exist. No, I don't think so. It does sound ridiculous. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. But everything does today. Um, digital homes. Who's going to govern all of this? How do you protect rights? Uh, do we need VR goggles? What does that mean? The Neuralink, uh, where we're going to connect to the... I mean, it's, it's thrilling and terrifying at the same time. And uh, I have Matthew Ball. He's the co-founder of Ball Metaverse Research Partners. Prolific essayist. He, he is a guy who has focused all of his energy on... Technology, gaming, crypto, the future of our world. And he sees both sides like I do. This could be really fantastic or it could destroy humanity. And he and I both think we should be asking some deeper philosophical questions here before we just do things. Um, But uh, you don't want to miss it if you're interested at all in the future in technology. Tomorrow, this podcast comes out wherever you get your podcast. It came out last night for Blaze subscribers at Blaze TV. It is episode 134, Our Terrifying Future in the Metaverse. I didn't write that headline. That makes it sound scary. Well, it is. It'll scare the living hell out of you. But, but he also thinks that some of the things I'm worried about are farther down the horizon, and I'll be dead by then. So, you you probably will be too. I mean, we're all going to... 
a camp, you know. So, I mean, that's probably happening next week. <laughs> oh, boy. This is the Glenn Beck Program.